0: Hello there and welcome back to another episode of What's With You, Scooby. Tim Nidell joins me to talk about another 80s oddity. That's right, we got an 80 on our hands. What, what? (sighs) Fing, fing, Crowd goes wild. Uh, Tim, of course, is from the Saturday Morning Rewind podcast. Uh, if you haven't checked it out, and I mean, chances are you have. Uh, he breaks down a lot of nostalgia based cartoons as well as interviews the people who were there in the form of a lot of talented voice actors. Uh, so go check it out if you haven't already. Oh, we talk about, uh, I mean, a lot of things, you know, growing up as always, uh, Scooby-Doo, Disney, I'm 99% sure that uh, Goofy Movie probably comes up at some point. So get into that. Uh, For me, uh, we do have Nightcap coming up, uh, December 12th. Wednesday at seven thirty, seven pm Not entirely sure Check somewhere uh, My buddy Christer and I host a Monthly show at Empire In downtown Portland called Nightcap It will be a night of comedy Music, horoscopes And a whole lot of fun so Check that out if you happen to be in the Portland main area That's it if you want to get in touch with the podcast, of course, you can always find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash what's with you Scooby-Doo, what's with you Scooby-Doo at gmail.com for the email and Twitter and Instagram at wwscooby doo as well as the dorky songs I write can be found on WWYSD.Bandcamp.com. Thank you, as always, for listening. Tim Nidell. Let's get into this. Once again, To the podcast. Let's do this. I can never remember, Uh, but it never matters. What's with you, Scooby-Doo? Today on the podcast, Through the Miracle of the Internet, I have Tim Knockout Nidell. There you go. I like that. What's <laughs> up, guys? Hey, man. How are you doing this fine, fine evening?
1: I'm doing all right. I'm tired, but I'm here. I'm here.
0: Yeah? You making
1: it? Yeah, I think so. So just just keep me awake, huh? Tis this season to just be tired all the time. Especially when you're like us and live in the north when it's just cold.
0: Cold yeah. and, like, I, I mean, I don't know how it is over there. The uh, uh, horizontally right horizontally we're the same but laterally we're divided like it's dark at like three <laughs>
1: yes a hundred percent correct
0: <laughs> at like five like I get home from work at like four
1: thirty and it's dark and I'm like bedtime <laughs> yeah it just it just plays tricks with your mind. I go to I go to work at before seven and it's dark at seven I come home by, you know, it's dark here by about four. Mm, mm. In the summertime, it's dark till like 1030 p.m.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Do you work indoors as well? I do. Yeah. So like you get to work before it's light outside, go inside, come out when it's dark again. I mean, it's just like it's a really crazy time mentally.
1: Yeah. And then it's 20 degrees outside. That's so always fun, too. Yeah, and you guys got those Arctic winds that get, like, really yeah. crazy. Yeah. Not as bad here as the uh, eastern side of Montana. Mm. We're kind of covered by a lot of the mountains, but we do get a lot of good gusts, though. That's tough. Luckily, I'm on the coast,
0: so uh, we get those nice warm, which makes no sense to me, <laughs> warm gusts off the, you know, freezing cold ocean. <laughs> <laughs> meteorology isn't a science right it's just magic sure <laughs> uh so obviously typically we start off with a little history lesson a little getting to know you you've been previously on so we will ask Has your scooby life been since you last been on
1: dude my scooby life has been pretty awesome um really i woke up in my scooby pajamas this morning <laughs> some scooby snacks no i'm kidding yeah, I would I mean, love it if you had Scooby I pajamas. I should. I should just wear them like right now when I record with you. Oh man,
0: what, what like uh, what is the most uh weird piece of memorabilia that you have? Like, I mean, like you know, uh, uh, previously we recorded with Aaron Reynolds from uh, Bat Labels, and he has a pair of custom Batman Converse. I feel like that's a weird one. You know what I'm
1: saying? I can top that. I just don't know. I seriously am surrounded by my childhood. Sure, not not my own items because my parents sold everything that I had. I hate you guys. But <laughs> <laughs> I've had to rebuy everything, and then you know, even buy things that I didn't get as a kid that I was wanted. Mm. So that's really hard to say because I have way too many things. Like I collect animation cells. I have maybe like a hundred animation cells from cartoons. Um, God, I really can't tell. I have a, a bust of uh Walt Disney's head behind me in my office. <laughs> <laughs> With the, I mean, uh, he always had a
0: mustache, right? There was never a non-mustachioed um, Walt. Early on, but yeah. As far as we,
1: when we knew him, he had the mustache. Sure. Yeah. We yeah, we never like saw not, him as a boy in Marceline. Yeah. I found this on Etsy for like 200 bucks. and I was like, that's amazing. Cause it's actually the same mold. That an artist did for his wife before she passed. Oh, interesting! So the same exact mold that she has, and so it looks like a marble mold. It looks really cool.
0: That's crazy. My parents. So, uh, do you know the the
1: statue, the Pietà? I'm sure I, if I see it, I would.
0: It's the it's it's one of those ones you see a, a lot of times in religious iconography. It's uh, it's Mary holding Jesus after he's come down from the cross, and it's okay. in I think it's in St. Peter's Basilica and you know the Vatican and all this kind of junk. And so, in the 80s, 70s, at some point, some somebody, some uh, unfortunately deranged person. Uh, went at it with a sledgehammer and smashed Mary's face. So they had to fix it. So they created a mold and then they made something like, uh, maybe like 500, I'm just going to throw a number out there, uh, faces from that mold. And I have no idea how, but somehow through uh, back alley connections, my parents got one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. See that reminded me. There's another weirder memorabilia that I have. It's mm. actually um a little slither, like a little maybe like half inch by two inch piece of wood. And it's a chunk of wood from Walt Disney's first studio. Seriously? It was actually in Kansas. Is, no, it's the one um that it's not really a studio studio, it was the garage in California that his uh his uncle, I wanna say. Interesting. Yeah, so it's the garage. Huh. That you used to do stuff in. And when they moved it from the house to where it is now, at like, a, I forget where they moved it to, somewhere in, near LA uh, to preserve it. There's a lot of little slithers on the floor that they decided to sell. And I, <laughs> I grabbed one of them.
0: Him and uh, Jobs and Wozniak, just a bunch of California garage boys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite stories is. Uh, yeah, uh, in Disneyland and Disney World, anytime you ask a cast member for directions, they always point with two yeah. fingers. Yeah. And the there's a couple things that go behind that. One, they say that it's rude to point with one finger. Yep. Uh But also, they say that it's because it's how Walt pointed. Oh. And the other part they leave out of that is because it's how Walt
1: pointed because he always had a cigarette between his two
0: fingers. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I hated how they tried to ignore the fact that he was a smoker
2: you Did know they really
1: they do when they, they, when, they that, that, when they made that Walt before Mickey movie not Walt no, I'm sorry when they made the uh, Save Mr. Banks movie Oh Tom yeah. yeah. Um, he wanted to throw in Walt smoking and they said no no smoking in the movie so he's like can I at least do the cough so let, they let him do the cough hmm, <laughs> but he died of lung cancer you yeah. know
0: yeah and maybe maybe that's the lesson don't gloss over yeah. the reality of it, but uh, but emphasize the reality of it. Say, like, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, absolutely. He was a smoker. But uh,
1: by the way, kids, not a great idea. <laughs> and the finger thing, it's um, when I worked in Yellowstone, the actual park, mm. um, I did that. God, it's been almost 20 years ago. now. Not I'm be old. confused with Jellystone, where uh, Yogi Bear was. <laughs> yeah. But um, we did the same thing there. We did the two finger thing.
0: Yeah. And what what did
1: they tell you? Is it because it, because they were like, it's rude to know. point with one finger? Probably. I think that was just it, really, because I did front desk. I was the front desk of the Old Faithful Inn. Did and you so, have, like, the Ranger outfit? No, no. I just had a, you know, I forgot. It's, it's been almost 20 years. I honestly remember, I don't remember what we wore. But yet you remember every Thundercats
2: episode. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, the work, I don't remember much of the work, but afterwards... I remember everything about Yellowstone afterwards, but the work was, you know, I was in the park. I lived in the park for six months at a time, so that was fun.
0: Tim Nidell, I lived in the park.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited for that memoir. There you go. I need to start that right now. (laughs) I'm writing it it down.
0: Uh, So today we are going to, uh, I mean, tis the holiday season, so let's ignore it completely and talk about something else.
1: More Halloweenish, maybe.
0: Yeah, uh, maybe. I, I don't really know. I don't know what this movie is. This, it, let's get into it because this movie is beyond bizarre. Uh, yeah. We are here to talk about 1988's Scooby-Doo and the Reluctant Werewolf.
1: Yay! <laughs> uh, I remember. I remember seeing this when I was eight when it came out. I just haven't seen it since then, so it's kind of cool to go back and watch it now.
0: Oh, interesting! Do you rem- so this is part of um, the Hanna Barbera Superstars ten? They made ten <laughs> movies, which included uh, a Yogi couple of Yogi Bear movies. One that I completely remember, which is uh, Jetsons meets the Flintstones. Yeah, that was a good one. And then uh, a couple Scooby Doo movies. So this was all like direct to t- what would have been considered direct to TV at the time. Mm-hmm. There was no home movie at the time. so Yeah. I mean,
1: this to me reeks of the 80s. Yeah, it did. And, and you can see a little glimpse of the 90s a little bit in there, especially when it comes to the voice cast. When you see the voice cast, you can see a lot of them became really popular in the early 90s. Oh, interesting. Which ones? Yeah. People like Jim Cummings. I mean, he was already uh, kind of big, but he got huge, you know, of course with Darkwing Duck and that kind of stuff. Um, sure. Ed Gilbert who uh, did Baloo on Talespin, you got Rob Paulson, he was in there. Um, Frank Welker, who was already popular because of Transformers, of course, but he became even bigger, you know, in the 90s. So, you can kind of hear and the cool thing is there it's almost like a um a pre-DuckTales party cuz quite a few of the cast were the main characters on DuckTales. Woo. Yeah, it's kind of cool. <laughs> um, uh, me and my uh, girlfriend have been going through
0: the the DuckTales. I don't know what are we calling it. DuckTales reboot is that a, is that appropriate yeah. or just DuckTales, the new DuckTales? Yeah, say twenty seventeen DuckTales. That's what I call it. Twenty seventeen D- DuckTales. Open parentheses twenty seventeen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the <laughs> the gag that really got me was the episode where they're all stuck in the plane on the top of the mountain. Spoiler alert. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't I'm know a, if it... Yeah. Who knows if anybody gives a shit. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Launchpad is obsessed with Darkwing Duck. And hmm. so he puts on the Darkwing Duck video and it's just the <laughs> end credits where, the, and the subtitle says, Darkwing Duck, sexy saxophone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, God, I love that gag. <laughs> <laughs> I need to watch that one. Mm. You know, I got the uh, scoop on the uh, uh, Darkwing Duck appearance on the new DuckTales. Did you know that? Here's the
0: thing. Luckily, Disney does not listen to my podcast. So uh, c- can we talk about this without repercussions?
1: Of course. No, it's been over a year. so oh, no, it's great. See, it was it was we knew Darkwing Duck was gonna be on the new Ducktales when I interviewed Jim Cummings for like the fifth time on my show. Right. And um.
0: And I got a text you from you saying I just got this email from Disney.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah and the Disney lawyers didn't quite like the interview, so uh, not my fault whatsoever. It's one hundred percent Jim Cummings. Not my fault. <laughs> I did feel bad, I did feel bad, but I did not ask him any weird question. I did, Wait a minute, you know, is that a bus coming?
0: Yeah. Bye, Jim. <laughs>
1: Yeah. But uh yeah, so he told we didn't know how Darkwing Duck was going to be on the show. Sure. So, but he told me 100% how. And this is probably 9 months before that episode aired of him being on for the very first time on DuckTales. Mm. And so he gave me the scoop and I ran with it because he told me. You know, he didn't say oh don't tell anybody that, which people have told me that when I interview them, it's like yeah. off the air.
2: This, this is off is the what, record.
1: Yeah. And uh, he never said that, so I ran it, and a day later, got an email. Not mad at me whatsoever, but they just sure. said, well, if you don't mind, would you mind taking that part out? So I took it off, took that part out, and... Uh, if you don't mind, also, we're going to sue the shit out of you if you don't take this down. <laughs> he also kind of spoiled the fact of the live-action Winnie the Pooh movie was coming out. This is before that was announced, too. Oh! And, uh, they also say, yeah, and uh you mind taking that off, too? So... <laughs> God, I still, I, I didn't make it to that in the theaters. It's a great movie.
0: Well, it's green. I just don't feel like anybody in the theater needs to deal with me being there crying. Because <laughs> you probably will cry. <laughs> no, there's no probably. Yes, <laughs> obviously I'm going <laughs> to cry. I cried at the
1: trailer. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a really good movie. No and he goddamn, goddamn really, reason. In the interview, he didn't even say anything, but he just said, "There's something coming out with poo in it," and they didn't like that. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, uh, they they don't like uh poop talking <laughs> Disney. <laughs> there's something coming out <laughs> well, with poo in it. <laughs> um, have you heard Kevin Smith talk about the uh, remember the Winnie the Pooh movie that came out about seven years ago? The animated one. Seven years. It's the one where it's it's the really good one. It's the Hand-drawn-looking one, with Tom Kenny as Rabbit. Nope. And anyways, last one I remember was the Tigger movie. Okay. Anyways, so um, Kevin Smith was talking on another show that I heard. I heard this story maybe like six years ago. Director of Clerks, Kevin Smith. <laughs> he, yep. Yep. He knew the um, one of the writers of the uh, Winnie the Pooh movie. And there's a joke that he wanted to throw in there that they Disney did not want, but it would have been hilarious. But I can definitely see why they didn't want it. He wanted Pooh, or another character, I forget which one it was, to turn to Tigger and say, Tigger, please.
0: <laughs> okay, it took me half a second, but yes, I get, yeah. I get why Disney wouldn't want it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a bold choice and <laughs> unbelievably hilarious. I mean, I can see another company doing it, just not Disney. Oh shit. Sure. I can see DreamWorks going with it all day long. Maybe, I can see but. that
0: coming into uh Jane Silent Bob's track bike again or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh okay, so this movie opens up uh <laughs> at a racetrack in I don't remember where, but a narrator tells us, thank God this narrator's here at the beginning. <laughs> Uh, And he tells us that Once again I have to watch everything with uh, subtitles Because it uh, cracks me up to no end To find out what people are actually saying But a funny car Emphasis on funny Funny car race Is in progress I like it I'm assuming that it's a funny car race Because none of these are legit cars They're all just absolutely bonkers (laughs) Yeah totally nuts The uh, of course our uh, t- t- titular Scooby Doo as well as Shaggy and Scrappy are in uh well what the the double Dino Turbo Blaster and they are racing. I mean this is basically just like a
1: wacky racers right? Exactly, it's exactly the same thing I thought when I was watching it.
0: They just can't throw in Penelope pit stop because uh, yep. she's a protagonist and we can't have Shaggy beating <laughs> another protagonist.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What were did Snidely? Not Snidely Whiplash. Who was the bad who was with Muttley? Oh,
1: that was dr- uh, Dastardly. um Dick
0: Dastardly?
1: Or is that another yeah, show? That sounds right, right? That sounds right. Yeah. I remember he was the bad
0: guy in uh uh Yogi Bear and the Flight of the Spruce Goose.
1: Yeah, yeah, Dick Dastardly. Yep, we were both right.
0: Dick Dastardly.
1: Hell yeah. Uh uh. <laughs> <laughs> Right. That was that was Motley. Yep. I thought you were joking at first. Like, are you, are you,
0: are
2: you, are you,
0: are you. somebody? Sorry, it's just my Disney impression. That's your
1: Frank Welker impression, right? As uh, a speed buggy. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, uh,
0: but the whole idea is that they have these like trick cars, which sets up the last what, third of the movie where just cars are just doing things and that's an honest like 20 minutes?
1: Yeah, I, I really could have done without that. Yeah. Oh, I thought that's when the movie started. <laughs> it, it, it But, you know, I'm going to be honest. Um, Give it to me. Halfway through, I was like, this movie is missing something. Yes. And to me, it's, it's missing the crew. The you rest know? of the gang. Yeah, it just did not seem right, just Scooby and Shaggy. You kind of need that proper balance. Interesting, because we
0: are about to meet a different person who is
1: Shaggy's girlfriend, Googie? I was was going (laughs) to ask you that. How often has that happened? I don't remember that happening at all besides this one. yeah, I don't think Googie ever shows up again. (laughs) Yeah, I, I can understand why.
0: Which is you know? interesting because, uh, so uh, uh, of course, as of the recording of this, Scooby Doo and the Curse of the 13th Ghost is about to come out in what, two months? Okay. And they, they uh, reference the 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo, the series from the 80s, where, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Flim Flam shows up and the rest of the gang is gone. And they do a bunch of, like, inside gags of, like, oh, you know, uh, I was off at college, blah, blah,
1: blah, blah, blah. I wonder if Googie is ever going to yes. make an, an appearance. That would be awesome. Yeah, that would be cool. And, you know, honestly, good job, Shaggy. She's kind of hot.
0: Well In addition to being hot Let me say What might be my second favorite gag Of the whole goddamn thing Is it (laughs) Googie shows up onto the screen And this narrator Who never comes back again I don't know why the hell he's here (laughs) But he says uh, Cheered on by his adoring But liberated girlfriend (laughs) Hey look Hanna-Barbera Barber- Hanna is progressive AF Guys <laughs> Right yeah. like uh, It's a uh, I don't know why but my reference for the 80s It seems to be police academy <laughs> But uh, it, You know the, the, uh, the, it, Everything seems To be shades of like The big bosomed uh, uh, Police officer yeah. right Where She's a powerful
1: woman In addition, a sex object. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's all the 80s was. Right. Like Like Jessica Rabbit, come on. Yeah, right. Like, women's lib had happened, but the writers hadn't
0: figured out what that meant yet. They just knew (laughs) that they had to reference it.
1: 80s was fun, though. It was fun. It was a great time. Yeah.
0: Uh, I'm currently uh, demoing a, a... Uh, Demolition for anybody who's not in the know Uh, Demoing a building that was Renovated in the 80s So I'm taking out all the parts from the 80s And It's just like you look at stuff And you're like everybody was high as hell On cocaine making this (laughs) Nothing makes any
1: sense I wouldn't I want to say 80s Probably had the worst fashion we've ever seen in our lives Probably in the early 90s early mid 90s Yeah I think so I think so Give me three examples. <laughs> I mean, all the colors, you know, the neon. Yes, that is probably number one. Then the hair is probably the worst I've seen it too.
0: Mm. I always love uh, clubs in like the like ninja movies of the early nineties. Like all the neon,
1: it's great. Yeah, man, that's but, that's how it was back then, right?
0: Right, like uh, like you look at a uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and um.
1: What, like Theodore Rex? <laughs> oh, my God. I try not to look at that one. Yeah. Yeah, look at it a bunch, man. <laughs> uh,
0: also, they ripped off the worm in Theodore Rex from Labyrinth. I'm 99% sure. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. Uh, <laughs> liberated girlfriend. Um, also, B.J. Ward as a uh, Googie. Yep.
1: Yep, that's right.
0: I love B.J. Ward. So uh, I'm, I'm working with an individual right now at my job who – he, uh, he used to be uh, – he used to act, right, mm-hmm. in Hollywood, California, and <laughs> he found out that I was into Scooby-Doo, Hanna-Barbera. He did not bet – on me being as much of a nerd as I am about animation, right? Mm -hmm. And so he says, God, if he listens to this, uh, uh, Godspeed, uh, I'm not going to say your name. (laughs) He he said, uh, he goes, oh, Hanna-Barbera. You know that, uh, I used to date uh, the daughter of one of the uh, directors of all those Hanna-Barbera shows. (laughs) And I immediately go, you dated Helen Hunt? (laughs) And he looked at me and just went, how did you know? Oh, okay. So you know who that director is. (laughs) I was like, yes, I know who Gordon Hunt is.
1: Yeah, of course. There was another actor I interviewed and he kind of dated Helen too. I forgot who it was now though. Sometime last year that I interviewed him. Oh, sorry, I wonder I what kind th- of dating means. <laughs> I mean, I think they were just interested in each other. I don't think they dated. Yeah, there was re- just kind
0: of like a flirtatious
1: relationship yeah, at I parties or so. something? I think so. Hmm. But I forget who it was. I, I don't remember all my interviews. I've done too many of them. Sure, sure. Uh,
0: I, I think one of my favorite phrases that he said after that was, I mean, when we were, you know – Together, uh, we were like in our early 20s or something, and um, she wasn't, I think he said, uh, she was very different from this driven woman Mm. that she would become later on. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. This kind of uh, trajectory for people.
1: Yeah, exactly. Very nice.
0: Uh, So we cut from this race. (laughs) Thank God this narrator is here to tell us. (laughs) <laughs> We're going to cut from this race in Nowheresville, USA, to Transylvania, mm-hmm. where uh, uh, someone doing
1: a Bela Lugosi impression <laughs> is going to be Dracula. You know who that is. And once you know who it is, you will not unhear it. I looked it up and I couldn't recognize it. Who is it? Hamilton Camp is his name. Okay. Uh, Pretty, pretty big voice actor. He passed away. Oh, God, I don't remember when he passed away. No, I mean, I think it was the 90s, actually. Rest maybe. in pieces. But I'm going to play a little clip right now. Okay. Because, you know, I usually do bring clips along, and I forgot to do too many, but I did grab this one clip. Great. I'm going to play it, then I'll tell you who he is, okay? Okay. So here we go. So, Shaggy, you still refuse to remain and drive in our big race? Like you got it, sir. Very well. Then you may all leave. Okay, did you hear that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It doesn't sound familiar at all.
0: Uh, I mean, it does, but I'm excited to hear
1: what okay. I'm really looking for. So, he was the voice of Gizmo Duck. <laughs> I'll play it one more time. You you will hear it, I guarantee it. <laughs> so, Shaggy, you still refuse to remain and drive in our big race. Like you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> then you may all leave. Yeah, you will not hear that now when you watch sure. the whole thing. That's great. <laughs> Get
0: some old duck. <laughs> oh man. All right, great. Uh Hamilton camp, right?
1: Yep. Yep. He's also he was also in one or a couple episodes of Save by the Bell as one of the teachers. Oh the no first way. Season. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Uh,
0: I recently got into a thing. Oh, I think it was a couple episodes ago um, So we were talking about the uh, uh, Live action Scooby-Doo movie from 2002 mm-hmm. And Pamela Anderson shows up In the beginning of that movie
1: I don't remember that, okay, sure
0: Right, and so I was like Oh, Pamela Anderson Isn't it weird that an uh, a, um, an actress from Adult Fair would show up? And both the guys ridiculed me, saying, Adult Fair, she's from Baywatch. And I was like, well, okay. Granted, she was in Baywatch. (laughs) But if I said Dustin Diamond, something's going to pop to the forefront of your mind before (laughs) Save by the Bell. And he was in Saved by the Bell for 50 years. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just, uh, just a, a side story, and that's what we do here at What's with You, Scooby Doo. I,
1: I have written down so many side stories that we can go to <laughs> if you want to If you want to spend twenty hours on something, I got more side stories. Like we can talk about more hot characters, you know, like cartoon characters, all that stuff. It's a fun time. <laughs> you know, speaking of speaking of hot cartoon characters, I sure. I didn't mention this on my show because she's a listener of my show. And I'm not going to mention her by name, so I'm not going to make fun of her at all. You know, I'm not going to draw attention or anything. But uh, she sent me an email, and uh, I get a quite a few different emails. I don't know about you. From Humble brag. <laughs> and um, she was saying, do you think it's weird that I think Donald Duck is, not Donald Duck, I think Daffy Duck is hot?
0: Yeah, this came up on one of your episodes.
1: Oh, did it really? So this- I did I'm this came
0: that. up on the uh saved by the bell
1: episode uh, there you go saved by the is triggers that i guess <laughs> i'd <laughs> and uh and i was like you know no you know it's cool i as a kid i thought you know um jessica rabbit and and ariel were hot and and all these cartoon characters were hot it's fine you know sure my first deal. crush was uh lola bunny in space jam exactly no she was hot now you kidding me and um and it's not weird that I still have a crush on Ariel because I was nine when the movie came out, and she was, <laughs> you know, much older than me. It's yeah, she hasn't aged since then. And I'm thirty eight. It's not weird, okay? <laughs>
0: sure. <laughs> well, I mean, like, uh, it, it is. It is an interesting thing, and it, it's something that uh, I think can be glanced over. It's when it gets into an
1: area of obsessing about it when it becomes a problem. Yeah, and she was this girl who emailed me because I didn't tell. I'm sure I didn't tell this on the episode because I won't go into detail there. But, you know, you're you know, I can say whatever I want here. <laughs> yeah, nobody gives a shit. <laughs> but uh, she was like and then she got into more detail. Like, yeah, I think his beak is sexy and, you know, his lisp and wanted to kiss him <laughs> and that kind of stuff. It's I was just like, so oh, right. slobbery. Yeah, I'm sure I didn't <laughs> say it. But um, yeah something
2: well. So
1: <laughs> and so after a few back and forth, I just ignored her. Sure. You know, I felt I don't like doing that, honestly, but it got so detailed I didn't want to go into it. <laughs> then, like every two or three days I'd get the same email from her word for word of it was the first original email. Do you think it's weird that I find Daffy Duck, hot.
0: <laughs> I like the I like the uh, bad improv game of Do you think it's weird when? And then you just keep going from there. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, it's the classic. Uh, 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 uh. What's the, the sex with me is like? That's a classic improv game. Okay. So you do like sex with me is like. Uh, a whirlwind in a tunnel storm, or whatever you know, and you just go around robin, and everybody says like
1: "sex with me" is like, and then you just say something weird. And yeah, we did stuff like that um, to to get ready for uh, production in, in theater. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's millions of games like that. Uh, do, do you think it's
0: weird when? <laughs> <laughs> do you when
1: a duck's beak will make you say
2: that's
1: <laughs> one of my side stories we could go down if you wanted to you know <laughs> I think we did it was great yeah yeah well, who the hell is Wolfgang
0: like what like what is this character there are so
1: many goddamn side characters in this movie yeah yeah but I agree with that, definitely, but I did like how, you know, I don't know about you, but I love the Universal Monsters, so it's kind of cool to see those guys there, but yeah, there were too many side characters. But here's the thing, the, so Universal Monsters, yes,
0: but it was literally just a reference, like, it never, like, the, the for example, they couldn't, I'm assuming they couldn't use Jekyll and Hyde, because they called him... Uh I wrote it down Jenkel and Mr. Spide or it was horrible. Oh no, it was J- Dr. Jackal and Mr. Snide.
1: Oh my god, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Wow. And, and Why? by the way the voices that voices for them was done by Ed Gilbert. Do you know that voice?
0: Uh well, luckily you said it. So now I remember. <laughs> uh Baloo,
1: Baloo from Talspin. Yep. Spin it not when I'm you win
0: it in a minute no. if you get it. If you can it in and spin it, spin it, spin it.
1: <laughs> hmm I am excited for that reboot. Yeah, I do love tailspin. God damn it was such an that, amazing show. That's not gonna be Don Carnage though. Yeah, that was that was interesting. Uh if, no, even he didn't know. It was spoiled for him
0: online. Oh, somebody Said, yeah. like, uh, oh, Don Carnage is
1: uh, cast as, I don't really remember who it was. Yes, yeah. so-and-so. And then I, I don't remember it was, if it was my post or my friend Christy from Voice Chasers. One of our two posts. And he follows, he likes both of our pages. Sure. And, um, Humblebred. He commented, and he, I forget what he commented, but it was very sad. I was like, oh, that's news to me.
0: Yeah, uh, I did like that episode. And I did find the voice odd.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Good. it's it's." Just it's one of my all time favorite Jim Cummings voices. Probably sure. number two or number three of all time. God, I love your lists. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I'd like to think that all these lists are static in your head. Like at they pretty any, much are. <laughs> I'd love th- I'd love that someone could wake you up at like two in the morning. You're in a dead sleep, like mid REM cycle, and somebody's like. Tim, what's number 15 on your top 15 cricket voices? And you're like, uh, D. Bradley Baker?
1: <laughs> oh, God. I do have a lot of lists, don't I? And they really don't change very often, except for maybe favorite songs and that kind of stuff. That can change oh. on mood and everything, but everything sure. else when it comes to cartoons or movies, like my top five movies of all time has not changed in the past 20 years. Give it to me.
2: Well, Give it to me I in a
1: reverse that, order. I'll reverse or- oh, reverse
0: order. That's yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: hard though so worst to best it's I mean, I worst it's the of worst. the best so worst to I best. Really no i need to write them down and then i can't tell you backwards i need to get to that point oh you interesting I mean? so i know number one is back to the future
0: no shit one yeah back
1: to the future one yep number one mm. although as a kid number two is my favorite but now yeah. as an adult number one was a way better story seriously um, <laughs> yep um uh, second okay you don't think number one was a better story than the other ones? Here's my problem with number one. And
0: I, I love it. Remember, everybody remember, the, I'm always talking about things that I love. Any problems that I have with it are couched within me loving something. Yeah. Like, I love every James Bond movie, but there are a lot of problems with those. I feel, I feel the same way, yeah. Right. So, number one, for like, the first what like hour of that movie half hour of that movie is just them setting up the rest of the movie and it cracks me up how hardcore
1: it's amazing
0: you you know that your uncle's getting out of jail today <laughs> uncle kind of ronnie doing. is everybody oh. in the back getting
2: this
1: are <laughs> <laughs> you must be oh. my uncle ronnie get used to these bars <laughs> You know, I interviewed uh, Crispin Glover about 10 years ago. Oh, sweet Jesus. And was that hard? No, dude. It's one of my favorite all-time interviews. It's it's in my top 10. See, there's no list right there.
0: Tim, um, let me tell you right
1: now that aliens are real. He was so down to earth. We didn't Seriously? talk about Back to the Future. Yeah, I can tell he's a little off, but we connected. It was like an hour interview, too. Huh. And it was a fun interview, man. We talked a little bit about Back to the Future, but not a ton. Mm. Um, I don't remember what we even talked about. It's been so long now, but it was a, it was a, he was a cool guy. I mean, he seems interesting for sure. His yeah. dad seems very
0: difficult. <laughs> uh, still, I think offering acting classes. Wow uh also his dad featured in uh obviously uh diamonds are forever he's one of them uh he's mr
1: wint okay right i haven't seen that while either oh my god check out that movie it's it's horrible and i will say my second favorite movie it's hard to pick one so i'll say the the first Indiana jones trilogy oh raiders probably probably raiders but i do love i do love um i do love um um crusade kind of, well, am I not thinking of the name. Yeah, Last Crusade. I do love Last Crusade.
0: See, Crusade's my go-to. Uh yeah. so my girlfriend uh was born in ninety-four, May December romance. And nice. uh so hers is <laughs> Temple of Doom.
1: Yeah. You see, as a kid, that was my favorite one too. Well, as it's a kid, so uh, ridiculous.
0: Yeah. It's yeah. so insane. I mean, that's like the you know, that's the Diamonds Are Forever of J- of yeah. uh you know, Indiana Jones movies. And so uh, the the thing about Last Crusade that I love, aside from Sean Connery, is uh, it's just there's so many moments of just beautiful line deliveries. Mm-hmm. Camels
1: for my brother's car, you know. <laughs> oh, since you are a lover of a Bond, I, I may have told this story before. Did I ever tell oh, you? Oh, the guys Richard Keel. Yeah, I, I told tell you that it. one then. Tell I, it. This is a great I, story. I told it before though, right? Yeah, but get on it. Hell oh, to get okay, Richard Keel, he played Jaws on the uh mainly the Roger Moore, you know. I think it's only on the Roger Moore movies, right? Yeah, he's in two he well, he's maybe the only uh well, yeah,
0: technically the only henchman to return
1: ever. I think he was. I think he was. So he played Jaws, you know, a huge giant of a man, probably I think he's like seven two or something like that. Mm. And I was we were living in California when I was a little kid, probably about two or three years old. And um, we all went to the same church as Richard Keel did. And my dad says that he used to come into the children's church where I, or the nursery where I was. And he would pick me out every single Sunday morning and put me on his shoulders and walk me around the, the room. And he never did that to anybody else. So I, I was on Josh's shoulders as a, as a little kid. Were you the tallest kid at the time as well? No, dude. I, okay, so I guess you don't know this either. I was actually the shortest kid in my high school until my junior year. <laughs> And then you, like, sprouted four feet? Now I'm over 6'4". So, yeah, I I grew even way after high school. (laughs) I think I was only only six foot as a senior. So between that year and a half, I had a lot of growing pains, and I missed a lot of school because of it. Ooh, that's crazy. It wasn't fun. Damn,
0: dude. So we get introduced to the uh, uh, plot of the thing, which is that Dracula is going to turn... Shuggy
1: into a werewolf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's a cute werewolf, too. I wish they made a toy out of him. Did they ever make a toy out of him? Uh th-
0: can we talk about that really quick? Because there are so many toys from this that should have been at Burger King. Yeah. Yeah. Frankly, uh, all the cars with the monsters in them should have been at Burger King. Yeah. Uh uh, uh the, the what was it? The Franken Creeper, the uh, Witchmobile. I don't remember all the names, but uh, every single one of those cars was unbelievably well-designed for a toy
1: at Burger King, McDonald's, yeah, whatever. The early 90s and late 80s were all about those toy cars at, at Happy Meal toys. Well, and those would actually have been
0: in the movie. I feel like most of the things that were at uh, exactly. McDonald's and Burger exactly. King weren't even in the goddamn thing no. that you were watching uh but uh Shaggy uh needs to become a werewolf because apparently he needs a werewolf to be in this race i don't get why
1: at all it makes perfect sense to me i mean you're racing against other creatures you gotta be a creature yourself i guess you know
0: so Shaggy has to become a werewolf because there's no werewolf (laughs) because the werewolf sends a very insulting postcard to Dracula. Uh, His uh, postcard says, uh, Hey, I went to Florida. Uh, I'm glad you're not here. Hugs and kisses Wolfie. like. Okay, here's the thing about this universe. What the shit is Dracula? Like, who is he? You know what I'm saying? Like, he rules over Transylvania, which is the home of all these monsters. hmm And for no apparent reason, he needs to make a race, as in, like, a car race, not, like, a race of people, and he, like... Uh, I, I don't understand why anything that's happening needs to happen. You know what I, I'm saying? I
1: understand it fully, so I don't know why you're so clueless on it, actually. So, you know, <laughs> whatever, whatever. Please Maybe enlighten the, me. The me. I don't know. It's probably just the years on me, but it's I can true. understand.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You're six years older than me. Let's no, dude, get into it.
1: <laughs> dude, I feel so old. My back's killing me. I, I, I can, like, take a shower. <laughs> And I can twist my back like a half an inch and my back just pops out of place. It's ridiculous.
0: The worst is when I sneeze and something goes uh, wrong. You know what I'm saying?
1: Uh, that's true. Yep. And then you go to Disney and the last like hour for me, every time I go to Disney, I am laying on the park bench because my back is just out of whack.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the, the, uh, the 14 hour day I had in Disney, it was, but at the end of it I was having so much fun The whole day But my yeah.
2: feet
1: hurt so bad I never had a problem with my feet It's always my lower back Interesting It could be the height too It really could be the height I don't know
0: You also have to deal with A lot of things Where you're probably like uh, Scooping down Or like yep. you know
1: Yeah sure Yeah Yeah there's three doorways In my own house Where I have to duck Or else I bust my head open God being 6'11 and a half Is such a bummer <laughs>
0: So Dracula, uh, needs to get shuggy, uh, because, uh, some book says that he's the actual one who needs to become a werewolf. Who wrote this book? Cause that guy's a dick. Uh, also, uh, let's talk about Vanna Pira.
1: <laughs> It's pretty awesome, actually.
0: Yeah. And Dracula has his own Vanna White. <laughs> Which <laughs> just the whole thing. So he has a Vanna White, which uh, uh, for all the younger listeners of this podcast, I don't know who that might be, might uh, misunderstand that Vanna White uh, still to this day might be uh, showing the letters and
1: prizes on. Yeah, I think she doesn't. She, she doesn't flip them anymore. She just touches them now. Sure. Sure I think she's doing it, and she was one of my early on crushes I said to make this you know to show how long she's been doing it and how old she might be uh, in you know not a negative way, but sure. I was in second grade when I had a crush on her on will of fortune in nineteen thirty two so that would have been eighty seven yeah eighty seven yeah <laughs> Interesting. Uh yeah. So
0: she, uh, uh, for anybody who doesn't know, on Wheel of Fortune, she now presses the little button and the letters show up. But also d- would like show the prizes. But she also didn't do the. It's a new car from GM
1: Motors. Right. No, no, they had announce announcer for that.
0: Right. So of uh, uh, Van- Vanna Pira. Which, mashup of Vampira and Vanna White.
1: <laughs> Great. I, I didn't even notice the name. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> uh, Vanna of course, a uh, precursor to Elvira. Mm-hmm. Who was voiced by Pat Music, by the way, and she was in uh, American Tale. Oh, no way. Uh, she played Tony, the um, the guy, Mouse, that. He Fiable runs into yeah, yeah, the
0: the sort of uh,
1: love interest.
0: Yeah, yeah right. Not, not to him, of course, but you know. Well, there are no cats in America, and the streets are paved with cheese. It's true. <laughs> that is, that's why I moved here years and years ago. <laughs> I, I forgot you're Eastern European. <laughs> uh, but uh, but but the fact that Vanapira is I. I t- I feel like they wrote this movie chronologically (laughs) because like she starts off as a bit and the bit becomes complicated because they don't quite know where to go. like she she ends up becoming my favorite character the whole thing yeah Yeah, she was cool well and her positivity is just so hilarious (laughs) like she ends up she she's not like she, she doesn't have a crush on Shaggy in the sense that she's going to do anything to help him. So mm-hmm. like in a James Bond movie, the 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 paramour of the bad guy very often will get a, a crush on James Bond and help him defeat her former lover, mm-hmm. you know, Maud Adams in Man with the Golden Gun style. Or Cine Real, you know. Exactly. And it's not going to be that. However, she's just going to keep reiterating what a cutie patootie he is in front of Dracula while doing color commentary for this race that Dracula is doing for no fucking reason. (laughs)
1: There really was no reason, was there?
0: There was no reason for this race. Dracula does not participate in it. He does he just oversees <laughs> it and gives an award. He does not benefit. There is nothing
1: that he wants. <laughs> they were probably like in the studios like, okay, Wacky Races was popular. Yogi's um what was that Yogi's uh what was that Yogi show where they did the same thing as Wacky Races? What was that one again? Yeah, Yogi- uh, <sighs> Oh my god, I can't remember the name,
0: but yes, uh, the the Hanna Barbera. If nothing goes to the well a million times, (laughs) they're great at that. It's one of my. It's the most endearing
1: quality about them. Yeah, they use the same backgrounds. They use the same actors for cheap. By the way. Oh.
0: Yeah. And the same animation. It's just, it's.
1: <laughs> y- that's why I love it. You know, it was so cool as a kid. You know, I grew up on Flintstones, Scooby-Doo, uh, Jetsons. And that's why I loved it. You know, the, it, it really sure. appealed.
0: Well, uh, just to uh, quickly uh, pull a Tim move really quick. Uh, one of my former episodes. <laughs> uh, uh, uh uh, James Bladen, Jimmy Blades, uh, he, he, he talked about when he was working on Johnny Bravo, he went into <laughs> Hanna-Barbera. Van Partable brought him into Hanna-Barbera to be like, oh, hey, this is Hanna-Barbera. He was working at Salami Studios at the time, which was uh, where you know a lot of those cartoons were recorded and uh, mixed. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> Van Partable brings him into Joe Barbera's office, and Joe Barbera just without like prompting, it's just like, I got this idea for a new cartoon. <laughs> Check it out. What <laughs> if what if we take what if we take this element and smash it with that element? What do you think about that? And Jimmy Blaze is just staying there being like, uh yeah, sounds good to me. And he's like, Great, great, great.
1: <laughs> I love that.
0: I mean it that that whole studio just seems it's one of the endearing qualities about it. It seems so slapdash and just trying <laughs> to just maintain. It seems like there's not a
1: malicious bone in the entirety of its body, you know? Yeah. It sounds all... I think they're very similar with Filmation. You know? Yes! Cheap. Yeah. I think they were both kind of honest for the time, you know? And uh, Filmation, they they pretty much lied to get their first big gig. I don't know if, I don't know if you knew about that. no. Yeah, they were trying to get – I think it was the Superman animated series. I could be totally <laughs> wrong, but one of those old series from the 70s. They were Canadian, right? Uh, Filmation – I oh, God, I don't remember. I feel I like Filmation was Canadian. I don't think they
0: are. Because the they did Spider-Man are.
1: and Dutch, right? <sighs> I don't know if they're Canadian. They I they could be. I don't remember. Cuz I but, feel like
0: in the old Spider-Man, uh one of the uh, now, one of the oh, uh James Jameson was uh Canadian and he says uh, like Spider-Man.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, maybe. I mean other voice actors weren't, you know, like Alan Oppenheimer and Sure. So maybe as time went on, they used more American actors. I don't know. But they said they pretty much lied to get their first gig. They, you know, they had the people come in who was representing the anim- end the, of the cartoon that they wanted to make. And the guy who ran Filmation, he hired a bunch of his buddies to sit there at desks pre- pretending to work for the company that didn't really exist. <laughs> yeah. And so that's how they got the gig. And uh, they went on, you know, made some awesome cartoons for the 70s and 80s. Good for them. Mm-hmm.
0: Fake it till you make it.
1: Exactly. So now we're going to bring up
0: uh, Hunch, the, the Hunch Bunch. <laughs> the Hunch Bunch plays such an important part in mm, 30 minutes of this uh, hour <laughs> and a half movie.
1: Yeah, it was a little too long.
0: It was definitely too long. I have no qualms with that. But they disappear for so long, for so long. <laughs> at one point, I literally have a note that just says, where are the Hunch bunch? <laughs> <laughs> they just went away. They were integral to the plot. Like yep. every single <laughs> moment, Dracula is looking at them being like, Hunch bunch. <laughs> then they just went away.
1: Yeah, and they were voiced, by the way, by Rob Paulson and Frank Welker.
0: God did it not be overly obvious. It was great. I loved I loved both of them, but yeah, they they yeah. both
1: were just doing the exact thing that they do. Exactly. It, although at the time Rob wasn't I mean he gets I guess he did turtles before that and other stuff, but, oh, but yeah. But not no. like the like broad Paulson voices by that exactly. time. Exactly. Yeah. No, he was he was they were playing, you know, the voices that we've heard many many times.
2: Mm.
0: Uh, I, uh, so at Epcot in Walt Disney World, uh, (laughs) at the Grand Fiesta Tour, which is the Three Caballeros ride. Okay. Uh, (laughs) you go through the whole ride and it's phenomenal. It's weirdly enough, uh, me and my girlfriend's favorite ride in the entirety of Disney, maybe. (laughs) aside from maybe like haunted mansion yeah uh and you get to the end of the three caballeros ride and for no apparent reason rob paulson is at the end going like please stay seated <laughs> it cracked me up so much
1: yeah and does it does it take you out of the element when you hear that
0: if I didn't, if I wasn't so tuned in to voices, like, because I watch cartoons so much and, like, obsess about those things, like, I would not, it wouldn't, but because I, like, recognize, it's like uh, animal noises, like, I wouldn't, there are so many times where I would not be worried about a monkey making a noise, but then I'm like, mm-hmm. that's, that's Frank Welker, oh, it, it's <laughs> I know <sexuality>. that monkey, <laughs> Yeah, my sister said, "Oh, that's Frank <laughs> mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Which I still can't figure out how to make that noise. I've I oh. made s- I like I know it's but like I can't figure out how he does it. It's so great. Uh the dog in Cujo, you know, whatever, everything else. Yeah, it's it's impeccable. So the hunch bunch, whose names are Crunch and Brunch. <laughs>
1: That sounds like a good breakfast cereal right there. I like that.
0: Right? Crunch and brunch?
2: How is that not marketed?
1: Seriously. (laughs) Not not as good
0: in uh, tie-ins as Disney. Uh, (laughs) They go to uh, Shaggy and Scooby's house who who have a nice suburb house. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, uh, Funny car. Racing uh, does well for them monetarily.
1: I mean, do they even get paid for solving mysteries? Has there ever been an episode of the Like, oh, here's your payment. You know, are they like the Ghostbusters? No, they just get free food, presumably. <laughs> or, well, I mean, uh, in
0: theory, if we go by uh, the canon, which of course is very convoluted and makes no sense whatsoever, uh, Shaggy is actually uh, from a rich
1: family. Oh, that's right. That's right. From uh, a Putnam Scooby Doo, right?
0: And also from uh, the original uh, yeah. He apparently Is from A wealthy confederate line Who lived in Boston That's right. That's, I
1: remember that yeah <laughs> <laughs> Right uh, speak, Speaking of canon I did not realize that this is Scrappy Doo's last appearance On any Scooby-Doo thing until the live action movie In 2002 Taught me something <laughs> Yeah. That's Holy what ever,
0: geez, Interesting.
1: Yeah. It's like, I guess he was annoying, but you know that's a long time to go without him. I also would say that this is the least annoying he's ever been. I agree. I agree.
0: Also, uh, well, I mean, this and 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo, he's the problem solver.
1: Mm,
2: yep.
0: Because this is not scrappy at like the like, put him up, put him up. Uh, yeah. Puppy power. Yeah. I'm a, let me at him. You know, yeah. Like Scrappy is actually like helpful. Like he's in the side. He's in the car. He's like, oh, I have uh, solutions to these problems.
1: And it's probably because we didn't have the rest of the crew to be that solution. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Googie goes back and forth. Uh, she's a problem solver and a damsel in distress at the end. <laughs> uh, also, uh, Shaggy is a werewolf. Can we talk about that look? Do it. Do it. Like, what, like wait <laughs> the, the actual wolf man, which we see on a postcard, is like a wolf man. You know, mm. a man who's a wolf. Uh, and Shaggy is just Shaggy with large ears and fur.
1: <laughs> That's why he was so cute. <laughs> When's the last
0: time you had a beard, Tim?
1: Um, I shaved it two days ago.
0: Did you have a full beard or just
1: scruff? Yeah, full beard?: No shit. Yeah. How often does does that happen? Well, I, I only had it for about a year and a half. I was doing a play last mid, like summer, and I had to shave for it every day, because one of the scenes I do, I had to um, be shaving in the scene, And so I shaved every day and then that: you third- shaved for real in the scene? No, but I'd have to shave right before because I'm fake shaving on the stage sure. with a fake razor, and I have you know like stuff on my face and everything, so I'm scraping it off. So it has to look like I'm clean shaven underneath yeah. it. Yeah. So very last day of production, I did not shave ever again because I hated it so much. For <laughs> so the beard, I live in Montana. It's fitting. Sure. I had to shave it off two or three years, three two, three days ago. Well, uh, well done.
0: Mostly for committing
1: to the bit for the goddamn play. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Well, in the play too, I also had to come out naked, but with a little towel covering a little area. Was it Backus? Did you fuck a horse? (laughs) That sounds entertaining. (laughs) I'm gonna write that one down. Give him my resume. (laughs) All right, sweet.
0: I know nothing about Equus other than, uh, A, Daniel Radcliffe was in it, and B, you're nude in it, and uh, C, you have to
1: fuck a horse. Yeah, no, I didn't go to that extreme. Okay.
0: All right. My whole knowledge of Equus is just Daniel Radcliffe being like,
1: oh, maybe (laughs) I should fuck this horse. (laughs) Makes sense to me. Harry Potter, where do you go after that? You know what I mean? Right. And
0: then and then on the Great White Way, uh uh, uh what was it? How to succeed in business without really trying? <laughs> <laughs> he was great in that. I will yeah. I I'm gonna be on record. I saw that Tony performance and it was unbelievable. That's he cool. knocked it out of the park. Everybody go on YouTube and check that out. So uh uh Shaggy uh gets pulled into this whole werewolf bullshit with a whole hiccup gag, which was fine, but it took up a lot of time. Yeah. It was it was fun. There this is this is the time. Like the 80s is the time of and then writing. Just like we gotta get from here to here. <laughs> How do we take up time? Hiccups. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then, uh, we get a lot of bullshit, and my favorite, (laughs) the Rag and Bone Crew? (laughs) (laughs) It's his. Shaggy says, uh, we're still dreaming, we need to wake up from this dream, so, uh, Obviously I'm just going to show why we're dreaming. Let's just look around at the things. And he says the rag and bone crew over there and Bojangles and uh, the mummy are there, which is the greatest
1: rap name ever. Rag and bone crew. (laughs) Come on. That's awesome. (laughs) They dropped the ball so many places with toys and bands and.
2: (sighs) Yes.
0: Yes. Also one of the, uh, uh, Prizes that you could win for winning this race was a trip to the black hole of Calcutta. Dude,
1: let's let's do the race. Here's the
0: thing. When they said that, I was like, oh, yeah, the black hole of Calcutta. (laughs) Do you know what the black hole of Calcutta
1: is?
0: (laughs) No, I don't No, but it feels like something we've heard a million times, right?
1: Yes, I'm looking it up right now.
0: It was a, it was a prison.
1: Yeah, that's what is. Oh my god! Wow.
0: So, so here's what happened. Uh, in Calcutta, which is in India. Uh, uh, you know, Calcutta, where uh, uh, uh Mother Teresa was, <laughs> right? Uh, it was what happened to the British soldiers. They were imprisoned. For, a, for uh, what, like a week or something? And they were just, like, packed in. It was like a
1: concentration camp situation where yeah. they were all On- packed in and dying. Online, it says 143 out of 164 prisoners of war died there. <laughs> wow. Terrifying. Uh, of the side that was winning, by the way.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, the goddamn uh, winners. Uh, here's the thing. I had no idea that that was the black hole of Calcutta, but I have heard this a million times.
1: That is weird. Right? Good job, Han Barbera. Yeah, it feels weird to finally know what that reference is. I mean, it's like saying you get to go to the concentration camp with Hitler, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that wouldn't make it on TV. No. Well,. IFC maybe who
0: knows uh but Tigger please Tigger please, <laughs> Tigger, please. <laughs> uh oh my, one of my favorite things uh at least the master will have his reluctant werewolf that was one of the moments where I was like drink anyways <laughs> uh oh also fun thing if you turn on the uh uh Closed captioning on iTunes, they spell Drac, D R A C K. I wouldn't have done that. Mm. So, when uh, anytime Dracula talks, it says Dracky D R A C K Y. Oh, okay. So, let's get into this. So, Dracula. Has to get shaggy because he's in the book. Right?
1: It makes sense to me, yes.
0: Only reason he gets shaggy to be the werewolf. Sh- uh, sorry, shaggy to be the werewolf. Mm-hmm, shaggy. He needs the werewolf to be part of the race because the The race needs to have the full monsters in Transylvania, which he runs so that he can hand out the trophy for the
1: the best monster. But wouldn't you think he's a monster too, so he needs to be in the race? You think?
0: You think? (laughs) And why does he need to hold the race? And the race is... There are no rules, and there's also cheating. So the race doesn't have a lot. So what is happening? (laughs) Why? Why is he so? Like, Like, if he was, and he doesn't care about any of the other monsters winning over the other one, he just doesn't want Shaggy to win. Mm-hmm. Because he wants, I, I mean, I guess that kind of makes sense. Because he wants Shaggy to remain the werewolf, so he can keep the race going. Because he's not, he's not interested in getting the werewolf back,
1: right? Yeah, and I don't remember them <laughs> saying. But is there a reason why Shaggy really wants to win? Does he really want to go to the yeah, black no, hole? No,
0: this, this, this was uh, an interesting point. So. Once he's brought in Shaggy and the rest of the gang Is mostly interested in escaping mm-hmm. There's a party going on And they keep Diverting why, Like going to the party Because they want to escape But then at one point Instead of being Murdered horrifically By a closing spike wall Dracula finally Succumbs To allow to, to give Shaggy an out To finally be like Please be in my race He <laughs> says fine I'll change you back To uh, Normal If you'll be In my race <laughs> And Shaggy's like "Wait, So you'll make me uh, back to Human if I get in your race And <laughs> Dracula in addition Says uh, and I'll put you and your friends back home where I stole you from. That's nice of them. So they, so they have some uh, motivation to win the race, <laughs> which all feels like after the fact. Like all of this feels like uh, writers painting themselves into corners. Yeah, yeah, and trying to get out, which I love also uh the uh uh car that Shaggy has to drive is a souped up Volkswagen bug
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> right uh so uh then let's see here uh i mean there's just, uh, the problem with this movie and trying to recount it is it's a bunch of gags mm-hmm. right. So, like, if we were going to talk about, like, Goofy movie, for example. One of my favorite movies. You get, like, a lot of, like, this leads to this, and then there's, like, some character stuff. Like, even, like, they go to uh, the uh, uh, Possum Park, right?
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Yep. And that feels like a parody of... Uh, Chuck E. Cheese, and it's also character development because Max hates it, and Goofy is fa- Like, it's it's such a part of his childhood that Max hating it. It's like a rejection of his father. <laughs> like, there's character stuff happening. You know yep. what I'm saying? Like, so you 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 recount Goofy movie, and you're like, oh my god, this is all happening. It, this movie, it's like. Uh, So they say Funny Car, and then the uh, Spider is making a web for Hunches and Bunches. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he's just trying to recount plot points.
1: Yeah. Oh, and speaking of Goofy Movie, Gary and I did pretty much go to a Powerline concert. Not not to brag or nothing. (laughs) Oh, D23? Yeah, we were there for that. Nice. Nice it's pretty awesome uh,
0: what, what uh, if you were to say
1: a highlight of songs from Goofy Movie oh man they're all good but I mean I think Eye to Eye does stick out to me no way interesting yeah that is a great song yeah, that's a good
0: song I personally like uh, Stand Out mm-hmm but I mean you no, know it's a, it's a they're great they're all great
1: yeah, it's a great movie, underrated classic,
0: weirdly underrated. Yeah, and weirdly beloved.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's it's weird how those two sides fight because yeah. it is yeah. a cult classic, and yet, I mean, I guess it got like a picture vinyl release for the songs.
1: Oh yeah, okay, yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah. Anyway,
0: uh, so uh, Dracula is literally torturing uh, Shaggy for no reason.
1: Right? Well, it's easy to pick on Shaggy, so. <laughs> yeah. So Dracula's a jock. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's what I get from it. He's a completely inept leader, <laughs> right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Does he ever do anything at any point That suggests that he should be running Transylvania.
1: (laughs) No, now that you say that, there's... (laughs) Right? Nothing. Nothing comes to mind whatsoever. He...
0: he, (laughs) Like, all these monsters are like... Uh, obviously Dracula runs this race and uh uh we're going to uh defer to him on any of the suggestions hunch and bunch the 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 hunch bunch is like uh absolutely master uh, rather uh, we'll make sure that and he's like I'll boil you in oil why <laughs> he it's the same thing as police academy uh like why did uh oh i can't remember his name Who's the, not Commandant Lessard, who's the uh, second in command?
1: Oh, God, I don't remember. I'm horrible with names.
0: Yeah, he's a dipshit. <laughs> yeah. But even in uh, later ones, uh, there's the same guy who's like, oh, his stand-in later on, who's like,
1: move it, move it. <laughs> he's a dipshit as well. Mm-hmm. You got to have that in there, right? That's the whole of Dracula's
0: personality in this.
2: Yeah. Uh
1: uh
0: also at one point he uh so they they're racing, right? Cars are going by. And <laughs> there's a train coming <laughs> through the middle of Transylvania. Yeah. The country that Dracula (laughs) runs.
1: (laughs) You got to get there somehow, right? Yeah, he
0: didn't plan on this train going through. (laughs) And Shaggy and Scooby in the werewolf mobile are going to make it through. Dracula riding on the Switch mobile, which was Dr. Jackal and Mr. Snide. (laughs) <laughs> He's going to uh try and make it through, but doesn't. And so he ends up on the front of the train, which is something that happens a couple times in this movie.
1: I've done that before too, you know.
0: <laughs> sure. Yeah. We've all been there. No big deal.
1: <laughs> and he ends
0: up singing a mashup yes. <laughs> of the Chattanooga Choo-Choo and Daddy Boy.
1: yeah i think they just needed to fill a few minutes right
0: (laughs) that's what this movie should have been called we need to fill a few minutes
1: (laughs) yeah let's turn a 20 minute you know movie into an hour and a half why not oh my god it's great
0: that's what i love about these movies yeah uh, there are a lot of problems with them, but they're 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 so uh, an uh, a product of like this is gonna sound like the most insulting
1: thing ever. People trying their best, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Here's your uh, ribbon for your attempt. Good job. Yeah, A for
0: effort. Yeah, and I love that. It's like, uh, uh, the fact that, um, we, oh, I, I was leading up to this earlier. Uh, Vanapira, right? For no apparent reason, in Act 3, her and Dracula, suddenly Dracula turns into a Honeymooners reference? <laughs> like, multiple times to Vanapira, he goes... Bang, zoom, right in the kisser. <laughs> what? <laughs> so wait, uh, I, I know there's no way for you to remember this, but try and put yourself in that headspace in 1988. Okay. Would you have known what the Honeymooners was at that point?
1: Okay, at that point, I would have only probably through Back to the Future. Hmm. Okay, yeah, but you but they didn't do the
0: pow right to the moon. They do in Back they, to they, the Future, did they? they, they? Do, um,
1: yeah, there's a. I think it's. Did they do that in the what's reruns part? I think it was that part. Yep. Nice. Yeah. What and reruns? Then I also would have. Made, I maybe would have put it together with the Flintstones as well. You know, I mean, oh I yeah, that, yeah. That, you know, but I mean, I did watch a lot of old TV. And when I was eight, too, I watched a lot of reruns from the 60s and 70s. So, sure, but I don't think they watched Honeymooners until much later. See, uh, being like the generation right
0: after, I had the benefit of retro TV. Yeah, exactly. We didn't have that really. My generation, like the generation right after you, became the generation of retro TV. Mm-hmm. So, like, we had uh, TV Land. Yeah, and that's right. everything that. played on that so you got we, like Honeymooners uh, yeah. 60s
1: Batman like all I mean, that stuff Batman in the 80s too I don't remember what oh, channel sure. it was on but I watched definitely that and Wonder Woman um, on the same channel with Linda Carter oh god that show was amazing my wow. first um, real life crush was Linda when I was little so good one to have yeah yeah my second was Punky Brewster so it was a little different there you know <laughs>
2: okay all right right.
1: you gotta have a woman and a girl i guess when you're five or whatever (laughs) (laughs) well they all look the same to you like at
0: like at a certain age you're just like ah it's people (laughs) (laughs) they're
1: cool i like them
0: yeah i mean like uh i didn't i didn't get uh Because I grew up in a Catholic household and didn't realize that I was an accent child until much later. Uh, (laughs) And, you know, my dad referred to people as kids who were not kids Uh for a long time, because when I was born, my dad was already, you know, whatever, 50. Uh And so uh, it got to a point where I was like, oh, uh, kids, And then, like, you know, I reached a point in my own maturity where I was like, oh, I get why he would refer to all these people as kids, because when I was a child, everybody was an adult. (laughs) You know, you watch uh, 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 American Pie, and you're like, oh, yeah, obviously these are
1: high schoolers. Yeah, I was watching um, Slumber Party Massacre last night. (laughs) Great. And, you know, it all takes place in high school. And I swear, they're like 35 to 40 years old, some of the girls. It's it's amazing.
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Everybody in uh, the American Pie franchise. In, I mean, uh, what were they in Saved by the Bell? They all had to be at least yeah.
1: 23. They no, they weren't much older than... I want to say they're maybe five years older than... So, yeah, I mean, I guess maybe... 21 during the series at some point. Okay. Which, when you're
0: 21 talking to a f- 15 year old, you're like, there's an age difference between us? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because I think Say by the Bell, I think when they started, the main cast was around 15 and Screech was like 11 or 12. Because mm. mm. he was much younger than the rest of them. So I think they were at least 14 when they all started great
0: yeah interesting so uh obviously uh shaggy uh wins of course were you surprised
1: dude i really was actually i was gonna (laughs) like lose i i mean it's shaggy he doesn't ever win right well but the other thing is that like what if he didn't (laughs) all
0: right i'm a werewolf forever until the next series comes out and we don't deal with it. like, there are no stakes, which is why Dracula is such a dumb character in this. Yep. Like, Dracula has no endgame. Like, at one point, I think he says something like, uh, uh, and then Shaggy will be under my control forever. Okay. You have one dumb hippie under your control. <laughs> that's your that's your goal.
2: Aim your high, dude. Yeah.
0: Who gives a shit?
1: <laughs> I mean, I'd rather have Googie than Shaggy.
0: Yes, she's smart. <laughs> I, like there's a plot point where they're like we need to take out Googie and Scrappy because they're the ones getting shit done. <laughs> Get them to be the werewolf. Yeah. What like
1: <laughs> it was so it it was great. I, I really it. did like it. it, it I did just wish it wasn't an hour and a half. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it could have been like a solid like 45 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. No red van Which always bums me out Because I love red shirt shaggy Uh Uh And I love that accompanied With the red van But fine They had their weird sportster card Uh, We got a ton of Always in threes Old buddy, old pal, old friend (laughs) Old friend, old buddy, old pal uh, but overall, great movie. Yeah, I enjoyed
1: it. But if you want to watch a better movie or TV episode with the same kind of characters, go watch the original Ducktales episode "Ducky Horror Picture Show." It's amazing. Interesting. It's a good one. All right, I'm getting so into Sc- it. Scrooge like runs like a hotel, and it's 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 the monsters' um, annual convention that they want to have be held there. <laughs> and So they rent it out, and all these creatures come. It's, it's a good episode. So, Ducky Horror Picture Show.
0: Ducky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> well, I'm shivering with anticipation.
1: Patient. <laughs> I. I mm-hmm. Yep, you got me. <laughs> I kind of knew what you're doing. But like... Uh, <gasps> the but, internet because Montana internet is not the greatest I mean you know that cause we tried to record last week or the week before right and it was and, down completely yeah that's what happens when the weather comes
0: sure but the, that's the, addi- the the additional uh, wrinkle of the internet like uh, if Rocky Horror Picture show had been created around internet times you say like is a patient," and people are like oh refresh <laughs> uh, log out log back in Yeah. Uh, Also, Panky Penaflor worked on this movie. That might have been my favorite credit.
1: That's awesome.
0: Right? Dude, I want that name. Panky Penaflor.
1: Yeah. He or she is pretty awesome.
0: Right? I don't know either. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Could be both. Uh, Also, uh, the end of this movie... Shaggy becomes a human again by just mm. saying a magic incant- incantation and they are eating and uh, he's eating very quickly and Googie is like don't eat so quick you'll get hiccups and you'll turn into a werewolf again and he's like yeah not a problem and so Dracula turns up again because he only wants to fuck with this one person <laughs> for no reason. And uh hunches and bunches, who should have fucked off long ago, <laughs> been like, let's get another job, but they still want to stick with Drack. They they show up as well. And uh he's like, ha, ha, ha. We're, gonna, we're gonna stick around. At what point do their antics, which fundamentally are mostly harmless, become so annoying? <laughs> that like you you just want to murder them like like everything is mo- like they are like semi deadly but not deadly enough like at what point does like shaggy start wielding like a like a stakes and like garlic situation where he's like hey dracula <laughs> i'm yeah. not trying to get away from you i'm going to kill you
1: i mean it's it's the uh like He-Man effect You know They're never gonna Kill each other They're just gonna Throw each other Off a cliff Into a mud You know <laughs> <Right>.
2: <laughs> Like I,
0: I feel like Like he starts being like You know what This is getting annoying You keep showing up Like I'm gonna murder you Yeah And Dracula be like Whoa I thought we were Having a fun time Shaggy <laughs> No Stop trying to Turn me into a werewolf
1: Maybe he likes the furries Ooh
0: That's gotta be it right Weirdly most hated demographic in the United States Still don't <laughs> know why Yeah uh, But obviously uh, we only have one segment on this podcast We are starstuffed at the universe's test Does this pass the Satan test? philosopher of science and scientist himself Carl Sagan once said that he wanted an adult version of Scooby-Doo because it propagated skepticism and the scientific method does this episode pass the Sagan test
1: Uh, I don't know (laughs) I, I okay Yeah, I I'm on the fence.
0: (laughs) Well, okay. Can you give us an argument for both? Yes and no.
1: (laughs) Oh God.
2: I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm.
0: Okay, so let's say yes. So it does endorse skepticism in of the scientific course. method what yeah. do you, how could that happen?
1: I'm thinking I'm um, stinking it reminds me of being back in school now, thanks right uh, yeah. you're welcome yeah, Timmy. um what's the answer um oh God I remember
0: uh knock has a k
2: c k
1: i don't know did it did it pass
2: mm.
0: from my opinion i i'm gonna say no because mm. i'm gonna say that um from my perspective, the the, the for, from a Saganist point of view, it should, it should work out, a little bit more copacetically mm-hmm. between Dracula's wants and Shaggy's wants, and and how those things interplay with the gags, right? Yeah. This is a little complicated, but... It it, is. The idea is that, like, it should be that, like, Dracula wants something, which in this he doesn't, aside from to completely mess with Shaggy. That's the only thing he seems to do. And it should be that, like, he wants, like, uh, ultimate power, which needs uh similar to like a uh, uh uh in the plot of um uh cabin in the woods right mm-hmm. they need th- to get the blood of each of the yeah. uh stereotypes right yeah yeah so like he should need that to get i don't know whatever, but like he just is messing with them and it seems haphazard right. Mm -hmm. Shaggy luckily does have a wand He wants to be turned human again uh, And um, Dracula gives that to him So I would say it passes From Shaggy's perspective In the sense that like He's thrown into a world That he has no idea how it works But luckily He's able to bring his world Which is racing Right even Mm -hmm. though it's wacky racing. Uh, He's able to bring his world of racing and uh, uh, defeat it and ultimately come out the other side uh, better. So, you know, depending
1: on how you look at it, uh, it doesn't pass. (laughs) You know, oddly enough, I had all that written down. Ah! You just said, uh, I completely agree with everything verbatim. you just said. I just, I, no, seriously, I think you cheated or something.
0: Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna post on the Instagram
1: the, your notes, which say exactly that. <laughs> yep, I'll, I'll send them over. Give me about thirty minutes. Done. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: Tim, this has been a goddamn blast.
1: Well, it's it's a bit mediocre. <laughs> so, you know, no, I always have. It's fun been passable. Out, I have a lot of fun coming on here. And yours is the only show that I come on more than once. (laughs) (laughs) Well, color me flattered. Yeah, I should be blushing right now. Uh, Luckily,
0: I am. But I have a beard, so you can't see (laughs) Uh, it. Please uh, tell the people where they can find you, where you have coming up. Uh, This will be released uh,
1: this Wednesday. Oh, sweet. So I am from a show called Saturday Morning Rewind. Show. I interview voice actors. We talk to many famous voice actors. A lot of the voice cast we've mentioned today. I've interviewed Jim Cummings, um, Alan Oppenheimer, Rob Paulson. Um, that may be it. I don't remember who else on the show. But anyways... I interview all those folks, and we also have other segments, shows where we talk about retro cartoons like DuckTales, Thundercats, all that kind of stuff. Mm. And also talk about retro video games from the NES, SNES, Genesis era, and maybe even Dreamcast and PS1. Who knows? <laughs> and um you can follow me online. It's at Saturday Rewind on Twitter and Instagram. Or I have a second one, it's at Tim the Toon Man on Instagram and Twitter as well. And uh, it's Saturday Morning Rewind.com. Upcoming interviews. Um, I do have a cool interview coming out. I guess it's been out for a couple days now um, with Paul Zulum, who was Beekman in Beekman's World in the 90s. <laughs> so it's a really cool interview.
0: God, I remember that show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's a, it's a good one. We had a fun chat. It was a video Skype, which I like doing because it's more personal that way. Yeah. And, um, cool interview i got other other interviews coming up but i haven't done them yet so i don't like to talk about them because i always feel like it jinxes them but uh you can also find me on tv pretty soon television Um, i was an extra on kevin costner's tv show yellowstone it's been out for almost a year now season one is done i will be in season two (laughs) as a uh, state Montana state police officer, Adams. That's my last name is Adams.
0: I will say that you texted me a picture and you look like a GI
1: Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Where's my action figure? I wanted my action figure. We'll get on that. As, that. I'll take that as a compliment. Cause they were pretty cool looking guys on GI Joe. Hell yeah. But yeah, no, it was fun. we actually just shot my scene yesterday. I was telling Nick here all about it. Um, it was fun, man. I mean, you're probably just going to see me on the screen. I'm not going to brag or nothing. It's It was probably going to see me for two seconds. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> there for about three hours. And it was a lot of fun just seeing the cast and the crew and just hustling around. And um, I kept my prop, which was my coffee cup that I'm holding <laughs> as a police officer. I kept that, even though it's um, paper. I was like, that's a cool souvenir right there. Maybe I can sell eBay for a hundred bucks or something. <laughs> or have something to give it to your grandkids.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm gonna keep it it's in my it's in my little it's actually near Walt Disney's head. In my <laughs> head. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, man. But yeah, no, it was it was a great time. So yeah. I, I like doing like movie stuff like that. And that's my first like big Production was actually like there were seriously fifty people behind the camera yesterday that were just the crew alone. Craft services? Yeah, there. Oh, it was t bone steak. Mm-mm. Great. Okay. Yeah, and heated tents for the for the for the cast only, no crew. So nice. We had a little tent because it was twenty five degrees outside, and you know we're outside for three hours. Sure. Filming the two minute little segment that we did.
2: Great. But yeah.
1: So Yellowstone. So Yellowstone. Check it out. And if you follow me on Instagram and Twitter, I'll probably announce when it's going to be airing because I I believe it's going to be the very last episode of season two. Great. That's what I was told. Somebody else said episode eight of season two. I don't know how many episodes are going to be, so it could be episode eight, the last one. I don't know, but I'm figuring it should be out fall of next year. Perf.
0: So, yeah, that's
1: what I got going on. Right on
0: well tim thank you so much for being on
1: dude i have a lot of fun coming on here so seriously thank you
0: and as always to you and yours this holiday season crazy crazy tazy is not a saying What's with you, Scooby-Doo, is a member of the Stolen Dress Podcast Network. Visit StolenDress.com to check
2: out our other Stolen Dress podcasts, blogs, tweets, videos, and books.